Hello and welcome to my Market Monthly Podcast. I'm John Gardner. I'm the president and founder of Blackhawk Wealth Advisors here in Danville. This again is my Market Monthly Podcast. Uh, this is the September issue, if you will. Today's the 30th, last day of the week, last day of the month, last day of the quarter, and closing the first three quarters of the year. So, as a reminder, my market monthly podcast is essentially about highlights and insights. So, this is a review of the market's highlights over the past month and a preview of what I expect for the market in the month ahead. My forward insights and perspectives are mainly based on current financial market conditions and economic trends with an emphasis on relevant developments such as the Fed policy, a lot of that going on now. The market's so focused on what the Federal Reserve might do with regard to interest rates. Uh, Also, company earnings. We're going to get them pouring in here soon for Q3 of the year and to changing investor sentiment. So those are the primary considerations. Uh, With respect to investor sentiment, that's extremely weak, pessimistic, which is almost, well, it is, in fact, uh, historically positive. So there's bad news is good news. When It's a contrarian thought, but when investors are extremely pessimistic, the market usually is already bottomed and, and on its way to a new bull run. So from a contrarian point of view, very pessimistic investor sentiment is bullish. So... A little bit more about me. I've been uh, an investment advisor since 1984, 38 years. I'm a certified financial planner, a certified portfolio manager. I'm really passionate about what I do. I I love the markets. Granted, uh, the truth is that bear markets like we're in now are are not uh, that much fun. They never feel good. We're definitely in one now. Uh, The major market indices are well into bear market uh, territory as I speak, as they're down 25% or more, all of them, all the major indices, uh, year to date. So with that, let's get started. Let's jump into the September Market Monthly Podcast. Perhaps this is how I can really best reflect the market in the past month uh, and the stock market in general so far this year. So today when the, pardon me, Closing bell sounded on the floor of the NYSE, the host of an investor uh, panel, a a TV investment show, uh, said, well, there's the close to an ugly day, an ugly week, an ugly month, and an ugly quarter. (laughs) Then uh, one of the professional investors on the panel said, yeah, and an ugly 15 minutes. Uh, Well, it was well put, very accurate. Uh, Today's market was did close very ugly the last 15 minutes. It had been up most of the day, in fact, all day, until about the last 15 minutes when it began to fade fast and uh, fall hard uh, into the close. Uh, so um, I mentioned a minute ago in my opening thoughts about uh, some of the uh, 
con contrarian uh, notions, one being investor sentiment. Uh, perhaps here's a good time to insert some wisdom from Warren Buffett. Buffett said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy only when others are fearful. In other words, bear markets are often the best time to buy. So again, as I said earlier, we're in a bear market now. Uh, well, back to September, uh, the month just ended. Uh, you know, it, it, it opened up strong. It, it following uh, or continuing from where August left off, uh, August sold off hard in the second half of, of the month. Uh, it lost over 8%, uh, giving back about half of the rally that it had, it had gained uh, from the June lows. Uh, so, again, September opened positively. Uh, it bounced solidly between uh, the 5th uh, and the 12th. Uh, it gained about 7% uh, in, that, in that short time frame. Then the selling began. It really began really fast and furious, uh, relentlessly, really, uh, September 13th, when the CPI report uh, came out. Uh, that just crushed the, the market spirit. And I'll come back to the details of September, but just kind of an overview. Uh, September 13th was the beginning of uh, essentially the, <laughs> the end of, of any kind of attempted rally and just really crushed the market going forward throughout the rest of the month. So... Uh, the S&P index chart uh, looks like a waterfall the last 14 days of, of the month. Uh, the stock market was up only three times, only three days in those 14 trading sessions. And the S&P essentially crashed, uh, losing nearly 10% for the month. So the, de the details on September, starting with the first of the month, that was a Thursday, uh, kind of a mixed day for the market in general. But uh, I would, I would score it as 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 fairly positive. Uh, the market had opened sharply lower and closed uh, much better than that. Uh, for example, the S and P uh, and the Nasdaq, uh, Nasdaq especially, uh, it had been down about two and a half percent intraday, and by the close, it it had. Uh, pretty much recovered most of that, closing on only a small fraction. Uh, and I think the uncertainty in the market on the first, that Thursday, was really a function of the market's concern over the next day, Friday, when the market was going to receive uh, the, the August jobs report. Uh, and that's where we are now. Uh, here it is Friday uh, the 30th. Uh, next Friday uh, will be the 6th. And again, we're going to receive the monthly jobs report. Uh, that'll be looking back at, at September. So again, early September, first couple of days, uh, were included a Friday, and that Friday was not a good one. It was the second day of the month, and the market suffered a very serious bear reversal. Uh, the market had risen uh, early that morning in the face of the jobs report because essentially while the uh, new jobs that were created in August exceeded the forecast, uh, the prior two months were revised a little lower, which, yeah, that's bad news for workers if there's less working, uh, but good news for the Fed to see uh, and hopefully back off their 
very aggressive interest rate hiking campaign. Uh, so uh, at the same time, unemployment increased. So again, one of these bad news is good news situations. Uh, but the market began reverse lower, uh, really on the news that Russia was moving to indefinitely suspend the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline to Europe. Uh, the global economy is just really on, on weak legs, and that didn't help things. Uh, and, and on top of that, uh, what's typical uh, of a weak market before a three-day weekend is it doesn't close up. So as we, as we were looking forward to a long three-day weekend, the market closed uh, kind of on the weak side. Well, then came the sixth, another down day for the market. It was the seventh down day in a row for the NASDAQ, about 10% in that time, 10% in seven days. It was the longest consecutive down day since 2016, uh, which back then was nine days. So not a lot of, of good news out there. The uh, volume was increasing, uh, investor sentiment falling uh, the next day. The seventh was uh, uh, a broad, sharp rebound in, in the market, and it stopped that seven-day slide uh, in the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ was up over 2%, uh, finally breaking that selling streak. So, uh, But it wasn't convincing, and it looked as if the bear claws had reached out beyond just the stock market, and we're now entering the oil and gas uh, marketplace. Uh, uh, Wednesday... The seventh, uh, oil, uh, the oil futures fell. They tanked about nine percent to below eighty dollars a barrel. Uh, this happened in, even in the face of a decision by OPEC to to uh, cut production, which you would think, okay, supply demand, less supply, demand's fairly high, or is it? <laughs> Either way, the price uh, maybe you thought to have gone up, um, but. A bear market in in uh, in that space. Uh, so going back to its to their previous highs, uh, oil and gas uh, down over thirty percent uh, from their respective highs, uh, putting them well into bear market territory. So I mentioned earlier the the, the inflation numbers uh, that came out measuring CPI for the previous month, released on the 13th of September. Well, leading up to that, the 8th, 9th, uh, even the 12th, the market was was expecting inflation to cool off, and the market rallied in the face of that expectation, uh, gaining about 4% in those, in those three days. Uh, but then when the CPI came out, it, surprisingly strong, as I said earlier, it just crushed the market spirit, took away any momentum. All the air came out of the balloon, and, and, and it just sank the market. It was a really tough day for the market. Basically, the, the CPI report uh, was double what expectations were. So the market just crumbled. The NASDAQ was down more than 5%. The S&P and Dow, uh, not much behind that, both down over 4%. Uh, it was the steepest one-day decline since June 11th of 2020. Volume was extremely high, way ab abnormally high. 
uh, losing stocks or decliners outpaced uh, advancing stocks by almost nine to one. So it was just, uh, why? I mean, okay, CPI was higher than expected, but what that really infers is that the Fed is going to continue raising rates higher to fight inflation, and the market does not uh, like that. So it, it's crushing margins. It's going to impact earnings. Uh, and really what's not talked about a lot is the very strong dollar uh, globally. So in the global currency market, the, the dollar is super strong. Our rates are high. Foreign investors want to buy our our bonds to get higher interest rates. When they bring their foreign currency into buy our bonds, they've got to convert their foreign currencies into dollars. So essentially, there's this demand for dollars driving the price of the dollar higher and higher. Um, and again, that's that's it's full circle. That hurts earnings <clears throat> a whole lot. So this CPI report really set the tone. Uh, in the marketplace for the rest of of the month, ending today in the same fashion. Uh, after the 13th, it's just the way it went, lower and lower, seemingly every day. On the 16th of September, uh, my market indicators uh, went from uh, market uptrend under pressure to market in correction. It's my like my traffic signal uh, light indicators. Uh, it goes from green to yellow to red. Uh, so we went from yellow to red uh, in September, specifically on the 16th. And really the market's expectations of what the Fed might do and the market going direction-wise, uh, near term, uh, from the CPI report on the 13th was accurate. Uh, the Fed spoke at its regularly scheduled meeting on uh, Wednesday the 21st of September and and true to form, uh, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, spoke, uh, reiterated the word pain, saying that uh, higher interest rates uh, that they are committed to to upholding, maybe even higher for longer, <laughs> would would bring pain uh, to the economy as the Fed is so committed to fighting inflation. So uh, the market did not like that. Uh, he used the pain word in August, so two months in a row. Uh, no one likes pain, <laughs> uh, right? So by definition, pain doesn't feel good. At any rate, the market fell very, very solidly on the 21st. It was another steep loss. Uh, the market uh, did not like what the Fed uh, said. Uh, and as I've always noted it's more important what the Fed says they're going to do going forward than what they just did uh, looking backwards. Um, what the Fed did was exactly what was expected. They raised rates another three quarters of a point at 75 basis points. That's for the third consecutive time they've raised rates three quarters of a point. Again, that was fully expected, 100% expected. In fact, there was even a, a 30 plus percent uh, probability or expectation that the feds might raise rates in September a full 1%, uh, but they didn't. What they said, though, was they were going to continue to raise rates, and they have what's called a terminal rate, which is kind of a target rate they want to get to before they will stop raising rates. Uh, it's sort of just their weapon to, to, to in the fight against inflation, and they raised that terminal rate up to about 4 
over four and a half percent. So uh, that, that, that's just a lot higher than market expected, uh, and it just reiterates the Fed's uh, stance on on combating inflation, even at the expense of throwing the market into a recession. The Fed seems to be doing, uh, quote-unquote, whatever it takes. So that's the market in September as we look towards the end. Uh, from the 21st, a very few days were up. Uh, there was a series of, of, of market positive opens that just reversed course and closed down. Uh, we saw record volume increases and and uh, market support levels broken and previous lows uh, violated and now going on to make uh, new lows. There was one uh, solid day. It was the only update really in the last, <laughs> to, to mention anyway, in the last half of the month. That was uh, just two days ago, the 28th. All the major indices were up over 2%. Uh, and that was uh, really just a celebration of the market applauding uh, what uh, some European uh, economic central banks are doing uh, regarding uh, strengthening their economies, uh, buying back some bonds. So, uh, but, but sentiment remains uh, extremely weak. Uh, and again, from a contrarian point of view, uh, that, that, that could be bullish. So today, I mentioned it was, you know it's obviously the last day of the of the week of the month uh, of the quarter, uh, and it did and it was ugly. So uh, that that's been said. Uh, the Dow today has fallen; it, it fell to its lowest level since November of 2020. It was down three percent for the week and nine percent for the month, and its worst month since 2002. So. This September Market Monthly podcast is, is not laden with, with uh, positives, is it? Uh, that recaps the Dow. Down for the day, down for the week, down for the month, down for the quarter. Uh, well, the NASDAQ, no different, except maybe worse. Uh, it, it fell uh, 10% for uh, the, the, the month. Um, it, it's... Worst month since 2008. Uh, S&P, same thing. Uh, it's first, third consecutive uh, quarterly decline in the S&P uh, for the first time since 2009. Okay, not a good month. Not a good month, not a good quarter. Uh, not a good week, not a good day. We've heard it before. I'm tired of saying it, but the, here, uh, just... In summary, closing out our talk on September, uh, and then we'll jump ahead uh, and a look to October uh, for the third quarter. Um, you know, with the market ended uh, today, uh, year to date, the Dow was down 21%, the S&P down 25%, and NASDAQ uh, down over 32%. So that's where we stand, looking ahead at the fourth quarter. So October. October has been, I think, given a bad rap by investors historically. A lot of stock investors often think that October is the worst month uh, for the stock market. Uh, 
uh, although you know, it's hard to fault that thinking because some of the stock market's worst days in history have happened in on an October day. Uh, think of the great stock market crash of 1929. Uh, you think of uh, or Black Monday, okay? The market meltdown of '87. Yeah, the market collapsed over 20% in one day, October 19th. So, again, Octobers have had some really bad days. But October should be, I think more accurately, referred to as the bear killer, as it has been the month of the year when most bear markets have ended and new bull markets uh, were born. In fact, 12 uh, post-World War II bear markets have ended in Octobers. Okay, uh, here's another hopeful fact about October. Uh, prior to this September, I just passed, there have been six times in market history since 1974 that the S&P fell greater than 7%. And in five of those six times, the market rebounded or bounced uh, sharply in October, averaging about 8%. So let's hope this year's uh, October uh, makes that record six out of seven strong market moves uh, following a bad September. Okay, so now, again, with October uh, ahead of us, uh, it, it's really the current macroeconomic situation that uh, is forcing the Federal Reserve to aggressively continue to hike interest rates, uh, and that in turn has hurt the stock market. Uh, that's the market's con biggest concern. I think going forward is what will the Fed do, uh, and they've they've said they're going to keep raising rates. Uh, October is going to open up, as I mentioned, uh, early next week, well, Friday, with a much-anticipated jobs report, looking back at September's employment picture. Uh, and again, maybe it's counterintuitive, but uh, here bad can be good. Uh, if if a strong unemployment uh, um, report comes in, if there's more and more people working, less not working, more jobs created, that's good news. All of our friends and family are working. If they want a job, they've got one. Uh, and yet, that would not be good news for for the Federal Reserve. They would say, uh-oh, we've got to hit inflation harder. We've got to step on the brakes even further and, and raise rates more. Uh, and and the, the new saying is, keep rates higher for longer. And I've written a lot about this higher for longer because it struck me as being the exact opposite side of the coin of where the Fed was uh, just two, three years ago, especially during the outbreak of the pandemic. Uh, in the first, well, perhaps second quarter of, of 2020, Perhaps it was May, June, uh, the Fed was, was screaming they were going to uh, keep rates lower for longer. They lowered rates and were going to keep them there. Uh, all of that in an effort to stimulate the economy. So how times have changed, things have flip-flopped. Uh, further, uh, near term, as we uh, sneak into October here, um, corporate earnings, Q3 earnings are going to be released uh, company earnings reports are going to pour in uh, in next week or so. Uh, certainly two weeks from now, they're going to 
There's going to be a heavy downpour of, of company earnings, uh, and they, they could show weakness uh, or at least uh, lowered uh, guidance for future earnings. Uh, again, the strong dollar impacts a lot of multinational companies that derive uh, the majority of their uh, sales from, from uh, or revenues from outside the U.S., so that whole currency translation uh, can impact earnings in a bad way. Um, and then, again, over all of this is, is inflation remains uh, surprisingly high. Again, the, the, the September CPI report was twice as high as expected. Uh, and that's even though we've seen energy prices uh, fall and a lot of other uh, commodity prices uh, are way off their highs for the year. Uh, but wages and food and housing, those three components of the overall economy, uh, remain high in, with respect to their, their prices. So, uh, and the Fed's watching all of this economic data real closely, and so should we, because the first sign that wages, food, and housing costs uh, stop going up, uh, maybe point to lower prices. The Fed is likely to feel mission accomplished, and that could trigger a a sharp stock market rally. And believe me, when the market turns up, uh, it, it's it can be uh, a shock and awe moment. We we could easily see a, a seven, eight, nine, ten percent move in one day. Really, believe me, it, it, you you've seen it before. Uh, we just forget, uh, but it could it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. So we need to be in to win. So it's hard to time markets. Getting out now might be tempting, but when those big days come, uh, we don't want to miss those. Uh, but the problem, as I said before, is the Fed may be willing to keep raising rates uh, no matter what, even if the economy falls into a recession. And really, that could be the market's biggest fear right now. Uh, but remember... The stock market is is truly a discounting mechanism, which means it historically bottoms and turns to a new uh, prolonged sustainable bull market months before uh, any headline news is good. So a prudent plan now is to check that your financial plan and investment allocation is still consistent with, with your risk tolerance, income needs, time horizon, uh, tax consequences, uh, and, and other unique uh, uh, investment parameters and constraints you might have. Um, it's just a good time to, to, to check on your plan. It's more important that your plan is okay than the market being okay. Okay, so check on, on, on your plan. And remember that uh, uh, my, my seven Ps, proper prior planning promotes positive portfolio performance. All right, so plan, plan well. Uh, thanks for listening to my September Market Monthly Podcast, Successful Investing, and I hope you'll tune back into the October podcast.